That's why my wife uh, is so kind to uh, shave me. It's showtime, blue, blue, blue. It's showtime, blue, blue, blue. Showtime, blue, blue, blue. It's showtime, blue, blue. It's showtime, blue, blue. Showtime, blue. Here's what you missed last week, nerds. I want to get to my wife for Christmas and go to Gettysburg and hang out. And leave the the wives can entertain themselves. They can all do wife things. Do it early Christmas morning because I don't really care about Hannah's first Christmas. She's half okay. Jewish anyway. Yeah, right. Like, uh, like, uh, oh. Hey, you know what? Now I'm going to know my cousin. Curious hey, you know what? Now I'm going to know my cousin. Curious to get your dick on it. Oh, my gosh. Hey, curious to get your dick on it. Oh, my gosh. Curious to get your dick on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Sorry. Quit. We have a cool podcast. So, starting in August. To start the show, my wife is now stranded. In the Philadelphia airport, just like John was. What is going on in that stupid I don't airport? Know. That stupid state. There's, there's, yeah, yeah, there's something going on with Philly departures lately. That people are. Somebody else on my. I forget who it was, but I saw somebody else on my Facebook feed be like, stuck at Philly, trying to fly to whatever. And it's like, what's going on? Not an airport you want to be stuck at. It's a really shit. Let's it's, just be honest. It's it's terrible. Oh, it's it is the terrible. worst, Jerry. And, and they redid it. And it's like it's supposed to be good now. Yo, like they redid they, they redid it and it's it's not. However, uh, since I was at that airport four nights in a row, I wasn't in the same part of it every time. And I actually did see the upgraded part of it. Dude, oh, it my gosh. looks like like Meisner Dick Park, Salt, Bob. Dick Salt. It's, awesome. yeah. it's crazy. It's like Everyone has like an iPad at their like table at, in a, at like a bar, but like oh, outside the shit. bar. So like there's a huge bar and then like a couple like seats with chairs around it. And you check Dick in it. and oh. you can hang out there and you can order beer. You don't even, it's like Wawa. You type on a screen <laughs> and someone brings you beer. Whatever you want. And, they ha- and uh, London Heathrow Needed. is huge. Yes. It's- I've There's like a, you could smoke there. There's like sex where like go in the smoking room and have a cig with people that are about to die with you because you know <laughs> we're stuck at this airport. You've been to Heathrow, Bob? Yes. London Heathrow is an excellent airport. Yeah, uh, it's pretty good. Really enjoy it. Heathrow. Great airport. You know what airport uh, no, no, sucks? No, no, really bad. Laguardia. Oh yeah, it's like a it's, it's a step up from like a like a like a field. Balls. It's a step up from like an airfield. You know, like Doylestown Airport might have like a few amenities more than LaGuardia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. I'd rather fly into Doylestown. <laughs> and nobody flies out of LaGuardia by choice. It's always by default. Like, oh, I, JF- just, I just had a connecting flight through there, and it was awful. It was, it was just the worst. That's what it is. There's always a connecting flight to LaGuardia. I mean, I think if you fly to JFK, sometimes you have to connect in LaGuardia just because they're like, well, you got to go through this shithole before you get to New York. Yeah. It's always like Phoenix. Too. And like you're in LaGuardia, you're like within New York. Like you fly in there, and you're like you're you're surrounded by New York City. And yeah, yeah. What's happening? But you're in a shithole. Is and it LaGuardia fans too? That's what La- I really like about it. That's LaGuardia offensive. is where Su- Captain Sullenberger uh, took off. Sully. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where he sucked the geese into the uh, the the engines there. 
You know, have you guys ever had a long uh, layover where it's like eight hours and you're like, I'm going to go out to the city for a little bit, but then you do and you're still kind of nervous? Like, well, I got to get back soon. I can't go too far. But you still like, you're not going to sit in an airport for eight hours, so you'll leave and like go do something. Have you ever done that? Anytime I travel for business, I'm always like, I check the, the clock like every 15 minutes, no matter where I am. But do you ever like so leave the airport? You have a late, if you have a layover for like eight hours, you ever or something, you ever like mm. leave the airport in another city and like explore, or do you just tough it out at the airport? I just tough it out at the airport. I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm traveling, I've been traveling more. I don't want to get a car and go to a restaurant. And, like I just, it's I'll security, just man. That security, going through that security, it's such a fucking wild card. You don't know if the dogs right. are gonna be out, if there's gonna be like an extra line that like, is from across the room, and it's like nine hundred people deep. That's the wild card. That's my biggest fear in an airport. That stupid security. Have you ever missed a flight? Really? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, like your by your own fault. I mean, like not because <laughs> of anything else, but like because of you. Like you overslept. It was the guys that drove me to the airport. We were driving up to Baltimore to see an Orioles game and then fly back that night. And they, they slept in late. They got to their flight. I didn't get to mine. Yeah. I'm with you there, John, on the airport stuff. I, I never leave. I never leave the airport, even if it's like a 10 or 12-hour layover. Let's go, baby! <laughs> Yeah, mm. my wife and I had a four-hour layover in Istanbul, Turkey. Oh my gosh! When we were sizable, and there was no way in hell I was leaving that airport. What language no did way. the Turkish speak? Question one and question two. What's your limit? Because Bob, I think if I was like eight-hour layover, I would get the fuck out of there. I would lose. I would. I would not no. be good. I would not be healthy. I would be uh, dangerous. Very dangerous. First question, no idea what language they speak. Right. Don't know. Maybe and they speak Turkish. Don't care. I didn't know if that was a language. Don't care. Don't care. Their planes smell like shit. But a great, a great airline to fly. Let me tell you. They treat you like a king. Turkish oh, yeah. Airlines? They treat you like a king. Yep. Yeah, I have a nice Turkish. pen from them. They have nice airplane pens. They actually do a good job with They the have a great airline. Yeah, they're pretty good. So does uh, the the Emirates? Yeah, know, right. A lot of those yeah. Um, oh, oil, sure. yeah, oil sure. terrorism never, countries. Never so. ever had to fly on those, but uh, they have I'm a sure. great airline, but terrible deodorant. Yes, great airlines. Ter- there's no no really stick sh- in there. Shitty stuff. Regular rose glycerin. Clark, what about you? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I stay at the airport. I don't like to risk it. I don't want to be. Uh, Even if it's twelve hours. And and I don't. If it's 12 hours, it would be my mistake. I would never book a flight and be like, oh, it was a 12-hour layover. Like, I'm not going to do that. Right. I, I think four is my max. But if I'm stuck there longer where flights get delayed, obviously you can't leave. So you're just kind right. of in no man's land. Okay. <laughs> I do like when you're at an so airport, though. And, and there's, like, regulars at the bar, I guess because the guys fly all the time. And you're like, ah, oh, just go get a drink. And they're like, hey, Susie, how you doing? It's like, why are you a regular at the airport? It's another show I have to... Uh... Delete this off. That podcast oh. here. Someone's going to steal it. No, why? Oh, yeah. Sick Regulars at an airport bar. It's like, yeah, they'll cheers, call it the air- at an airport. They'll call it the Air Regulars or, uh, or Flight Crew would be the name of that. Um, yeah, so I, I, would, I like to stay at the airport at the bar. I was in Chicago airport and I went to this bar 
And this guy, this bartender was so serious. He had like a mustache from like late 1800s, like early 1900s, like the curly cue. Oh my gosh. And he was just like, I need to see some ID, please. Yeah, right. Of course. And he like looks at it. He's like, what do we have today? The ale is a little bit strong and frothier at the top, but I prefer if you know. And I'm just like, wow, you, sh- you should be working at like a gentleman's club. Like, what are you doing here? The ale. You know, I guess they make a lot of it's money. The man that got shot here last night. Yeah, right. I can't see it. Yeah, right. I wonder if they make a lot of money bartenders at the It's like on tips. Wow. It's probably a good gig because you don't have to deal with for the most part the same is. assholes. You know, I want to yeah. know what their schedule is. I feel like some of them work yeah, right. their ridiculous hours in a row and then they have off for like a week. Right. I don't know. I, I feel like it's like completely on, completely on, and then yeah. just. Off. Yeah. See, I growing up, yeah, right. even in my twenties, going to the airport, if it was an early in the morning or even early afternoon, I'd see people at the bar drinking like shots and I would shake like shake my head and be like, That's disgusting. What are you doing? And as the years roll by, slowly and surely oh, I'm that guy at the bar. And Jen's just like, What are you doing? The flight. I'm like, I need this to stay soon. Give me two beers very quickly and a shot. Uh what time's your flight? It's ten minutes, don't worry. That's enough time. I'm still going to make them door closes. We're going to be fine. Yeah, we're going to be fine. Dick's all do it. The the question tonight on History Hour that we've um, alluded to a little bit in the past that we talked about is, of course, General McClellan. Now, this week in American history, Bob, uh, McClellan was forming the troops for what battle during the Civil War? Gosh, uh, we're talking about July. Yes, going into August. I don't know. I mean, I think this is going to be part of the Peninsula Campaign. Um, I don't should, know either. I just made that question up, thinking that you would come up with something, and you did. I don't know, and I don't think uh, I don't think he was forming for any particular battle, but uh, I think he was gathering his troops together for the Peninsula Campaign, which the Union wanted to. You know, which was Lincoln was pissed off that they were sitting there just like, you know, essentially shucking oysters and having a good time, drinking some whiskey, shucking oysters and and rolling down into Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, Is that that was the Peninsula campaign? Yeah, Norfolk. And Lincoln was pissed because they're kind of sitting on their laurels. Yeah, the oysters and the rest oysters, the socks of the sea. That is, uh, you know, over. Almost a million men strong, and you're just doing nothing with it. Uh, so, so he was kind of feeling frustrated. Yes, yeah, and th- uh, that 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 whole thing led Lincoln to uh, do some research on his own uh, in terms of kind of how to be like a general, a milita- uh, military leader. Did did Mr. Lincoln, President Lincoln, when he sent was worried about the potential campaign? Did he specifically? direct General McClellan to uh, lead this charge? Was this was that was McClellan like the, the guy he there? He specifically directed General McClellan to wipe out the Confederate Army, but in terms of the specificity for the peninsula campaign and Great all that word. stuff, no, that was all that was all McClellan. I mean Yeah, that's he, how it happened. And he was just a bag of shit. He, Why? He didn't want to do anything. Uh, he was too afraid of losing. Oh, right. Oh. He didn't want to take any risks. Pussy. Yeah. He would have never called the Philly, Philly Special on fourth down before half. Huge pussy. 
No, wouldn't have happened. He wouldn't have called uh, it like Dougie P. Oh, yes, Dougie P. Philly P Philly. is in the letter P, which also is the first letter of the word Potomac, uh, which is a river, of course, that has historical significance. <laughs> We're really digging deep here at this bullshit. But, Bob, I want to ask you this. <laughs> Do you think James Buchanan is uh, partly to, mostly to blame? He's definitely partly to blame. Mostly to blame for the cause of the Civil War for doing pretty much nothing uh, to stop it? Or was that an inevitable franchise no. that was going to deviate on the American soil? Where did you go? What did you even say there? Well, was, was, was Buchanan partly to blame need, or mostly to blame? Or was that sort of franchise and crumbling anyway going to start taking place in America? I'm going to so, isolate that last part there and like play was, a game was, with was people James that come on the show and see what they can say. Was, was the 15th president, the only bachelor from Pennsylvania president in both cases, truly able to stop the Civil War? Or was it certainly a franchise that was unraveling that was inevitable on American soil? <laughs> no, the tomatoes are rotten! Oh my gosh. They all came together. Was the yeah, right. battleship Potemkin rotten? <laughs> 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 oh, the country <laughs> is ruined! Don't switch to another podcast. Just stay with us. I'm telling you, it'll start to uh, oh, come on. sound like something. Oh, that Please. was great. That was great stuff. That was great. We're going to be on Roku come October. We're going to be shoving <laughs> history. Like a dicks in high school down your throat. We're going to be jamming history up your ass all night long. Dick salt. Come all night long. Dick salt. 97.5 WFNG, the fine coming at you. <laughs> You're listening to Richard Petty Hour. Um, okay, so was Buchanan, do you think, it. James Buchanan, the, uh, a, a, See the major reason for the causes of war? Or was that ship no, sinking anyway no, and it's going he down? Was, he was merely a symptom of the war. Okay. Not a reason. He just didn't. He was he was a pussy who didn't stand up to the fact that all this was going on, and uh, he quite honestly couldn't handle it at that time. You know, yes. he wasn't powerful enough to, to to make that happen. Even you know, put a stop to what was going on. Oh, excuse me, what was but going? I agree with you because I read a lot when I I. By the way, we're going to get into this in a bit, but. Reading this book on Adams, which I know you've read. And I need oh to, my gosh! I need to get your opinion on this, because um, we have a segment called Bob's. David books. McCullough's John Adams, uh, excellent read. Bob's, Bob's books. every history, but Bob's books is a section is a subsection of History Hour. We need a staff for all these names. Man. It was a stuff. It's very sexual too. But Bob, I, I when I read Civil War things uh, about James Buchanan, I feel like he gets unfair rap. Was he a great president? Certainly not. No. Was single-handedly uh, responsible for it? No. I feel like he could have done some things differently to delay it, but I feel like the, the shit was going down anyway. Like Joe Pop. It was, it was kind yeah. of out of his hands. Right, exactly. He, he, was a president. he was a one-term president who a lot was out of his hands, and yeah, right. he didn't really take any major steps to try to, uh, I guess... Re, you know, regain the reins, you know, of power. Right. Uh, he kind of just let things go as they were going, and the country was on its way to civil war at that point, and it was uh, it was a disaster. And and he he essentially just sat back and and for the most part let that happen. You know, hey. and there and, and to his uh, you know defense, there wasn't a whole lot he could do. There wasn't a whole lot he could do. So there wasn't a lot he could do to put yourself in that situation in 1860. Communication is not as fast as it is now. 
all these things are boiling and tensions are higher than ever. And you're talking about uh, less less than 100 years into American independence. The, the country's being broke yes. up at war with itself. And there's not going to, you know. And we are on the, the precipice of, you know, less than 100 years of American independence. And we are on the precipice of an American civil war. Uh Breaking apart the not just the uh, the social society with slavery, but you know the economy, everything. Uh, it was the heart. Slavery at that point was the heart of absolutely everything in the country. So you're talking about the, uh, the everything that this country was built on is about to be uh, shattered, and that's at stake too. Imagine a civil war today, where like. California succeeds and the South succeeds and, and the Northeast is its own thing because there a lot of them very different. And you'd be thinking, but no, but this is America. Like, this is us. This is yeah, what we we're doing. We all share the same weapons. Yeah. I mean, who the fuck? Oh what gosh. are we doing? I mean, how scary is that? What was England's uh, thoughts in the Civil War? Were they kind of laughing at us or what were they? We what, what you. <laughs> don't you want a monarchy? Oh, don't. Don't you know, you stupid Americans, you, you guys are all over there in a tizzy. You blokes. Now, what, what in happened? In a tizzy. You England, England, actually stood, England stood back from the you Civil War. So, well, they were with the South. Uh, they, they wanted to focus on the South. And they wanted to see how the war was going to go. And they eventually, you know, after the Union had all their, you know, fuck-ups, uh, you know, in 1860. 1862, the, 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 uh, the army actually sent, uh, individuals to, you know, sit in with, uh, the, the Confederates and see how the war was going. He never really fought on board, but they were uh, kind of gauging it. They were like the Lannisters. They wanted That was it. They were like the Lannisters. They just waited to see who was going to win. Exactly. It was kind of like how uh, England was at war with France post-Revolutionary War, and Washington didn't really want to get involved. He's like, yeah, we'll send a couple privateers, but we don't need to get involved in this we couldn't scale. Get we couldn't get involved. We had, we had nothing. It, it couldn't be done. Shoes. We had no navy. We had nothing. We could have brought out the old blunderbusses. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I am no history Plays buff, but bullshit. I do really love it. Uh, didn't pretty much any new society have a civil war of some sort? Well, yes, John. That is fairly accurate. Well, hang on, uh, listen. The antithesis of... <laughs> well, hang, I, I listen now. Uh, Bob could answer that better than I could. I hear uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, every society goes through its growing pains, and we certainly went through ours. And unfortunately, we we had a uh, race. It turned into it wasn't originally like this, but it turned into a race-based slavery uh, economy in our country. And uh, we fought one hell of a war uh, to 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 figure all that out. And we. Now the war is over. We uh, 
we still have major problems. Is it? Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, the post-reconstruction period of the it United States after the really Civil fucked us. Really uh, fucked us. Andrew like, Johnson was impeached. Oh he was gosh. so bad. Yes, the first the post, to be impeached. The post-Civil War reconstruction period of the South is perhaps in my top three most favorite fascinating points of history. You have this digging out period of the South, uh, carpetbaggers, mm-hmm. all this stuff going on, and it's like you, they're trying to rebuild this country, but it's going to take a lot of work. And, hey, the slaves are freed. We won the war. Things don't just change. I mean, it's going to be 100 years before like things – Things still aren't backed up. Things yeah. still, they're still the deep south. They're still the good old boys with the Confederate flags and all that bullshit. But, but really, there but was the Civil War now. went on. It's, it's, it's an argumentative point to say that the Civil War went on a lot longer than it did, just based on the societal impacts of it post Civil War. There was still a lot of hatred and bigotry, and not even on a sociology level, but uh, economically, there was still like. Resentment. It, it, you don't just you don't, you don't lose a fight. Guy, that he just kicked your ass, and he goes, "I'm sorry, man." You're like. We're best friends now. Let's go. You're still like, well, the right. fucker just broke my nose. Like, I'm, you know? It's like we're, we were taught, and Abe Lincoln freed the slaves, and America is the greatest. Uh, well, America is the greatest. It wasn't like that. It wasn't no, exactly like that. Sounds like John's a sympathizer. Oh, my gosh. You better start tapping that, that phone down there. It sounds like a, a <laughs> southern sympathizer. <laughs> I can't see it. You don't fight a war where you lose <laughs> over a and, oh. uh, and 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 this is all just gone and forgotten. There's Free a injury. lot of, uh, you know, just a, as bad as this sounds, hurt feelings in the South, and, and that, you know, just just people that people that are not going to uh, what what happened there, um, and we have a big problem today uh, with individuals. Uh, you know, unfortunately, in the South, who yes. are still espouse to what Dixall. you know, what some Dixall. of those beliefs were, and all of this racist ideology, and that's it's absolutely awful. And we, it is we, awful. So we should be on that right now. And I didn't really be watch that, a lot Bob. of it. Back to our country, we're not. I didn't really Bob, watch you're a lot very... of it. But the uh, new Sasha Baron Cohen show is on Showtime, and it's basically Ali G, but it's three new characters, so he's completely unrecognizable. Yeah. And he goes out to these towns that these people... He doesn't even look like a real human being. How the hell can you fall for that shit? He's going to be... He admits that... He goes to towns where people admit they're racist. He's going to be on the show next week, so we're going to have to ask him about that and see what's going on. It's really weird. Oh, no, not Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, uh, Sandra Cohen. Like, we have to uh, I don't know what I said. Uh. A Jewish account. She's coming on the show to talk about tax guy. But it's true, though. I mean, I feel like I don't, I don't I'm not like, hey, let's rip down the Confederate statues. But I'm not also like, let's keep them up. I just think it's a part of history you need to remember. But you shouldn't. Uh, be stuck in, in, in denial. Let's go, happened. baby! I think Clark, I think Clark, you know, as, you know, we're three yes. very, 
very, you know, in all things concerned, pretty well off. And and we, I'm I'm barely staying above water, Bob. Yeah, right. I'm. I I need. I need money. Please send money. But Uh, I think we we harbor there. There's some racism that we harbor. Uh, you know, like it or not, you know, we we all have. We're all a little bit racist. Everybody's a little racist. Yeah, I know. I'm racist towards everyone. But we can realize that. I'm racist towards Japanese people. I don't like them. But it's I'm not kidding. like it, it's like we made You're, it racism. That's right. It's really like a social, non-communicative, like based on where we were born, kind of like we're tribe not, mentality. Just, it's like that would teach you towards burning something on somebody's front lawn. You know, that's it's, true. It's not like that, and we're and quite honestly, it's it's a racism that we're able to to kind of realize, like, oh my gosh, like. I can't feel that. Oh my way. gosh! I need, to, I need to tamp that down. That's wrong. Yeah, we're not letting That's it true. override our better judgment. Bob, you're a very deep man. I hope you run for political office someday, sir. You'd have my vote and my volunteering hours on the campaign. I can't see it. Uh, I got too many <laughs> No, it doesn't. So does Trump. That, that worked out. It's working out okay for him. It seems like the more you have, the better off. Yeah, I think I think that's yeah, changed actually. now. It's not the old days. You can pay hey, off three you know prostitutes uh, now. Fuck you, John Hassinger. Fuck you, Matt Clark. Uh, <laughs> I am going to run for office. It's uh, great, big, and wonderful. Be the biggest campaign you've ever seen. Thank I'm, you. I've never he, seen when he tweets in all caps. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I like when he tweets <laughs> without punctuation. Like, I get the, not, the, the misspelled words. It's just obnoxious. But when he doesn't, like, put periods in there and you have to decipher where the sentence begins, you're like, come on, man. You're the president. There are, there are chicks I knew in Boca Raton in their, 40, uh, in their 40s, in their 20s, that texted that way. No commas or periods. It was just like it's a awful. long run-on sentence. You're like, you have to decipher. You're there, then there, and I think it's the like, other I, there I, that you spell I, it I, I up in my thought, Let's say China. And then I went down China. to Inner Park. China. 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 I don't know how to have it. I like when it's like talking to someone from a foreign country that doesn't speak English properly. You have to like investigate what they're saying to like understand. Suck start a shotgun. I rather suck start a shotgun. Yeah. I like when I like well no I like I don't like now that the news nine nine times out of ten ten times out of ten when they report something that Trump said they're like President Trump said that. Yada 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 in a tweet this morning. It's it's never at a press conference. It's always in a tweet. It's like, come on, man, oh, be a little a bit more presidential. He's doing poop tweets. Be a little bit more presidential. Going China. Yeah, China. And I agree with you, man. China. I think uh, the and, and especially I'm getting really I'm actually getting really tired of the liberal media uh, just China. ripping into him constantly. China. Yeah, China. for what he tweets and what he says. Who gives a crap? Let's right. focus on what he does. Let's focus on what he right. does. The bully becomes a lot simple. more powerful when you cry and when he's teasing you. Because, oh. you know, what he's doing is hell yeah, right. worse than what he's saying. Uh, absolutely. You're absolutely right, Bob. I agree with you, too. I am getting a little frustrated with the liberal media for the attacks. And, like, he tweeted this. It's like, yeah, but he also cut, like, these families apart at the border and, you know, is re- causing, you know, frustration in the Middle East and reneging on this deal and cutting this and hurting the economy and putting tariffs. Like, let's talk about, like, this bullshit he's doing in the real center exactly. as opposed to what he's doing in tweeting. Yes, he's an ass. He's obnoxious. He's a pro he's, a, he's, a, he's an asshole. We all know that. Even his supporters know that. He's, he's a Yeah, he's an obnoxious he's man. You know what? The, the, it is what it is. This is the new norm. 
It is the new norm, but I still like to think that we will be okay. The words, the fabled dictale words that Bob said, that the Constitution, the frames of this were set up so that we'll all be okay in the end, and this will all even itself out. God, I, hope so. I believe it was John F. Kennedy that said that man's uh, Earth's problems are created by man, men, therefore they can be solved by mankind. Um, and at the end of the day, we all breathe the same air. We all cherish our children's future, and we are all and mortal. So, my fellow and Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We need to remember Trump is just another human being, and he's a fat one that's in his seventies, and he's 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 not going to live for a very old age. I mean, he's he's a, he's a ticking time bomb. Okay, Fucking hair. Look at him. I mean, he's like out of control. So, what does he look like right when he gets out of the shower and his hair is completely soaking like, Where does it go China. down to? Like his belly button? It has to take that stupid China. fat China. piece of shit China. about three China. hours to just get his fucking hair right. Well, apparently it does. There was a re- there was an article I read recently where his morning is spent. Honestly, this isn't a joke. I don't know how what the sources are. But his morning is spent like a 60-year-old retired woman. He spends like three hours getting ready, hair done and everything, and watches his stories, which is Fox, Fox and Friends. Yeah, Fox is like, and then he like starts the day at like 12. Like he's not like up at 6 at the Oval Office like, let's do this. It's like he's getting his hair done. And it's like a whole thing. It's like ridiculous. He is a soft piece of shit. That's what he is. A soft piece of shit. Bob, I admire your, your bully on base. I really do. I want to put it oh in my, my soup and make it the double soup. Boy, I want to take one of his Dick followers salt. right now and Dick just uh, give him a big Dick hug salt. and then uh, five headbutts to the face. To the face. Ah! It's contagious to do that. I try to avoid talking to followers because I feel like once I engage, yeah, I'm right. just going to question their life all day. Because it's just they're full of holes everywhere. I'm not even trying to be mean and hurt them. Like, you're they're, an asshole. They're, full of, they're full of assholes. They're full yeah. of assholes. So you can, yeah, you can just you can really pick them apart easily. And their their default line is always, "Well, I don't see yeah. it that way." Yeah, but that's what's happening. That's, that's like because, the truth. If you don't see it that way, that's because you watch Fox News and you don't live in the real fucking world. That's it. Bottom line, rob a fucking bank. Yeah. I'm the fucking bank. Yeah, you know what it is. So let's it's like, say China. <laughs> all the baby China, boomers. China, China. Right. Won't China. Rob the China. fucking bank. He's baby boomer. He's 72. He's the same age as like all the people that are like going on Medicaid and Medicare, and like they're all just fucking doubling down. They're like, we don't give a shit. We're dying soon. We're taking all the money now. We don't care about the future. We're gonna burn this planet to the bits. So we die happy and comfortable and safe. Fuck you, millennials and everybody else. Right. That's a sad mentality, though. Of course it is, but how can we say that? What will we be like when we're like closer to death? Well, the guys we had on last night, the dorsal fin guides, they 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 gave me a little bit of hope, like you said, in millennials that they're like thinking about moving yeah. things and not just text messaging or snapping or whatever. They're working, right? That's true. And well, by the by the way, too, and this yeah, is right. gonna like date myself and sound like an old man, but I work with some folks that are you know in their twenties, 
And I mean, the whole like they're on Snapchat all day and do. I'm like, dude, you need to like live life for a second. I get it. I'm a social media whore too. I have a, a podcast. Like I love attention, but like enjoy this moment. Like we were at, we went to some lunch yesterday in Hollywood, <laughs> and it was like fun hanging out. But like nine percent of the time, they're like, let me take another video. I'm like, y- you took two. You need to like enjoy the day now. And I felt like an old guy. It's like you need to respect. But I'm like, really, guys? Like it's not all like a. Your life's not that interesting. But we actually lived in both worlds, so we understand the benefits right. of having a childhood without it. Of course. And the advantages to having it as you become an adult. There's time. You got to balance it out. Yeah. You got to everywhere you go, you're gonna do a picture or something. Yeah. But like, leave it at like a few. Don't like you're not doing a, a a podcast in like a restaurant. Nobody really cares that much. It's interesting for Amen. you and like five people. Amen, Clark. And I Amen never... to that. I never, whenever I post anything on Instagram or whatever, I've taken the picture like hours or even days ago. And I, and I, you know, like I don't take the picture and then sit there and take 25 minutes coming up with the caption and the hashtags. The caption. Yeah, you do it. You do it later. later. Yeah, Yeah, right. Post it, you fucking pussy. Post it. I like when Bob posts pictures because Bob's a big dude. He's like a ripped guy. So whenever Let's go, you're like baby. Greece, Let's go, some baby. Other place, you, I always Let's go, baby. Like, there, there's a guy that if a fight breaks out, you're on his side. Like he's gonna, he's gonna keep things in order. Like I want Bob on all my flights, or you know what I mean. Like he's just, you post at I the would right get a little, times. I would get a little mouthy when we were in public and Bob and I were drinking, and I was like, ah. Bob would keep everyone's ass. That's how I feel with Claus. Like get a see. little, and then. Yeah, you don't care. Oh, you have like a, you have that guy, our friend Claus, who was a host of the show for one episode, uh, is a big guy too. He's six foot eight. You know, he oh, can handle yeah, himself. When I was out eight. with him, Most I'd be like, shit. But it was like bad though. When we were like seventeen, eighteen, the guy was like six foot seven, and I we would be at like a restaurant or something. And I'd just be like, fuck you. What are you gonna do? You know? And Claus would be like, I'm not gonna fight him. I'm like, hey, how we doing it here? No, I didn't do that. I'm kidding. But you want to be around there. You get a little mouthy that that happens. But it's interesting, though, when you talk about the millennials and texting and all that stuff, because John's right. There is a balance. You don't want to be that salty old man that's like, phones are the work of Job. You know, or Job's a good guy, I guess. Yes. Or, or the devil. Phones but then you don't want the work of Job. <laughs> yeah, the work. Get my cane. Get my stones back here. The hell? But isn't it true, though? You need, like, the healthy balance. Right. But if you're doing it all the time, I think that's more obnoxious than, like, being the salty old man. If you're doing it all the time, you're like, dude, enjoy the fucking moment for a second. Like, this is not going to be fun to you in three days. In fact, I, it's boring right now. I, I think there's a balance that needs to be struck, you know, between the two. Because I, I'm really fucking tired of the people bitching about millennials <laughs> and then doing oh nothing. Because you're just as fucking bad. Yeah. You're sing- yes. taking oh time and bitching about millennials. But also, yeah, millennials yeah, right. piss me off too. So, you know, right. what it is. So you, yeah, right. you need to make sure you strike that balance and, and yeah, right. we all need to, uh, you know, stay in our lane a little bit. I, so. Bob, could, could, I can't add anything to that because you just nailed the dick right on the head. That was Bob. so perfect. Dick, Bob, what dick year salt. Were you born? <laughs> dick salt. 83. 83. Oh. Oh, yeah. Born the year Sally Ride flew into space. Oh, a teacher. Ride, 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 Sally, ride. Because I'm in the support of the Xennials, the uh, the theory that there is that little six-year clump between Gen Xers and Millennials. When, like we, like us, we grew up 
as kids without technology, and then as we became adults, like technology and cell phones and computers kind of like grew with us. So we know how to like go back and forth between the two. Meanwhile, we have millennials that have cell phones glued to their hands. Then there's these Gen Xers who some know how to do it, some don't. And then the baby boomers. It's like they just discovered Facebook fucking yesterday and they're, they're ruining it. They're ruining every app. John, that yeah, was right. That was poetry in motion. Go get sir. a Coke. Hallelujah. Let's take a quick break. Actually, <laughs> Holy we shit. take a quick two minute break. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're gonna take a quick quick two minute break, and we'll return with some more history hour with Bob abruptly. What does all the money go to? What'd you say? Old trick of the hula hoop. <laughs> well, um, but the black tip navy is pretty sweet. And yeah, that's our best seller right now. I think it's pretty cool. Black tip navy. Yeah, you guys break these yourselves in house, or like, how does that all work? Yeah, um, right. No, so we right. don't make them in house. We actually, yeah, right. it yeah, took right. us about three months to find a uh, manufacturer for them. Um, because we knew we wanted the shark to be more intricate than like a charm bracelet. Um, yeah. So it was really hard to find uh, this bracelet and someone who could make this bracelet and someone who could make it in all the designs that we wanted. Um, that took the longest. But once we had it, setting up the site, um, like I had said, was just, it was pretty simple because we had all that experience from our other business. So. Right. Did, did you say what that other business was or did I just completely interrupt you and cut you off before? I'm no, sorry. no, no. <laughs> we we haven't. One night I like went like this and it just went. Oh. Why would they make that part like? Why wouldn't they make it breakable? Like, yeah, right. Why would they make it stiff, like a cock? Like every films, but then also it works out. Dude, did you see the trailer for Glass? Yes. So good. Dude, is it a superhero movie? I know. But I'm wondering, like, did M. Night Shyamalan create all those characters? Yes. All three of them? Yeah, and he created them with the in mind to make them in the same universe at some point. And it's like coming, it's his trilogy. It's a superhero trilogy. He did Unbreakable, knowing he would do Split at some point, like at least a character like that, and then have them cross over. But when Split did so well, he was like, oh, I can actually do this now. Because he made like five flops in a row, so right. no one thought they would give him a budget to do that kind of movie. But now he has like oh, he's right. back, so now he has the budget to do that. Unbreakable split glass. Yes, Isn't that like a weird like arrangement of it's words. A, oh my gosh! It's, it's a soliloquy. It's almost impossible. It reminds me of the Iliad. Impossible. The, the Odyssey. Uh, what is the Iliad? I mean, I know it's a story. But what's the, let's see the guest. Never read it. I, I, ancient Greece. I don't think I can really sit down and be like, I'm going to read Homer's The Iliad, unless it was yeah, right. like college or something. And I'm sure we've heard the story, except the names are just different. They're just you know, different. Like every story is the same. Jars yeah, right. Ginger. Job. That's the episode of Gilgamesh. Where's Bob at? I don't know. Uh, he he's talking about the show with. He's on this call. Hmm. We gotta talk about where this show went wrong. Bob's well, yeah, I was no. gonna say. I mean, you yeah. don't like really have to talk about that. It's kind of like one of those things where, 
we all were don't you doesn't this happen to you when you get off a show sometimes and you're like even though we're all like yeah great show you know like we all did a good job in your head you're like what did i even say that was funny and yes. you listen back to it and you're laughing your ass off multiple times. Don't remember it though. Yeah. That happens to me all the time. And I think Bob's like new to that. Me too. You know, you kind of But it worked you out. Don't, you don't like black out, but you kinda of do in a way when you're doing this because your brain is like thinking like differently than it normally does. Yeah, neurons are firing off. And when you had internet problems or you had to like restart or whatever, oh. he, he was talking about, you know, he's like kind of what you say, he's like, uh, I don't really remember it. You know, did I suck? Yeah. And I was like, dude, you're being actually kind of like very hard on yourself. It was, it was like fine, yeah. uh, but it was almost like apologetic in a way. Well, and I was like, dude, you came off fine. And like you said, it's not charity. We do it because you're the man. Yeah, right. I know. We wouldn't ask someone who was shitty uh, to come back so many times and basically create a show uh, when, right. for when he's on. You know, like we don't have. It's not like movie hour when Katzen's on Katzen's on it's nerd 35 with special guest Brett Katzen or any other guest yeah Bob's a fixture right he's as he's as important as Biscotcha but we would we could we could um facilitate facilitate the uh skills of Scotty Brilliant uh as this Roku thing rolls along, he would be. A oh valuable. yeah, he would be a valuable asset. Definitely, yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. I like brilliant. He's knows a good guy. Knows the. Uh, he does. The lingua. The By the way, I gotta send you. I gotta send you this. Roku sent me a uh, prototype of their um, their website. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, of how it's gonna look, and uh, it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty good, and it's funny because. Uh, all these people are coming out of the woodwork now, and they're like, yo, can you uh, help me get my show in Roku? Oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, look who's coming to suck the day's dick Maybe. for the foot. I'll like send it to the, the contact, and, you know, what like, that would be awesome. He has a cartoon. He has a cartoon called Hugnapper um, that he produced and wrote it, and it's, oh, a, it's a funny cartoon, Is and it, it should be on, like, Adult Swim. Is it animated? And, uh, it's all animated. Yeah, like, he actually paid anim- money. And like animated this like cartoon series that's like hilarious. That's amazing. Um, you should just animate yeah. our show. Yeah, it was great. So I was like, fuck us. yeah, dude. But it's just it's funny too, um, just to see what if, that. What if that's what it was? Instead of us on video on Roku, we're a, a cartoon. cartoon podcast produced and animated by Richard Turk. Yeah, family. It'd be like Family Guy. It'd be great. You don't have voices. Bob, are you there, man? I see you just popped on. There's BK Lounge. I'm back. I couldn't I'm see back. your uh, video, man. I, I, I don't know it. if you were still there, or if you were on there or not. I, keep doing it. I don't see your, your shiny, beautiful face. I have, I'm good. Uh, I'm back. Uh, you don't have me up on, uh, up on oh my the gosh. No. Bob, you oh got to uh, the video camera at the bottom. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm terribly stupid. Right. We both robbed a fucking bank. Are good now? Let's go, baby! In a world where the South succeeded from the Union, one man 
stood in the way. My name is Bob, and I'm here to take your daughter out for a nice Kentucky Fried dinner. His world changed. (laughs) No, I was actually on a phone call with the wife. (laughs) Didn't go well. It was, Bob, uh, I I would love to possible divorce. I don't know. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. I would love if you took oh the gosh. Civil War to oh Jaws the next level, and you know you and your kids and wife are like, hey, we're gonna go into town and get some supplies, and you have like a horse and carriage, and they're like, but what about like the minivan? And it's like, oh no, old Steed's here bringing us in, and it was like you know like Rick Grimes. No, yeah, like you really had like you really really embrace the civil war lifestyle where like you guys use an outhouse yeah and then and then we shit ourselves to death <laughs> right but it's like no bob right. we have electricity can i just use the lights it's like yeah. this old oh. yankee candle will do just fine and it's like but you know we we need you know, medical attention i rendered bacon you fat yankee lover i ain't gonna let you use that candle it's gonna happen we're gonna have to have you Go outside and use the outhouse. And use the outhouse. Dick salt. Dick salt. Do it. So the question that we wanted to... candle. Yeah, last night was a a potpourri (laughs) of of feelings and guests and situations. What happened? What happened? And I want to know what happened to the show. Uh, I noticed, Bob, at one point you felt a little off and you, you seemed great to John and I. And then maybe, was there just too many candles burning in the room last night? What happened? Well, I really think oh, what yeah. happened uh, on my end was uh, there were too many candles burning in the room, and I was asphyxiated. Uh, too many candles. That is what I'm going to go with. Frangie. You know what I uh, I thought of right before the show? I forgot to bring it up, uh, mainly because Clark went off topic. Um, we were so Sorry. jazzed <laughs> up and, like, you know, ready oh. to blow that, like – it, it felt That's like what it was. If the if the show wasn't like this rager where we were just killing it nonstop, it was a failure. But I'm telling you, the first thirty minutes of the last show, the three of us were playing hot potato, hot potato, hot potato, hot potato, hot potato, and we were responding to each other, but not wasting too much time responding to each other. You know what I mean? Like I, on a podcast, you so want to have a conversation that's porn star to sit on our penis. And yes, we knew when that was going to happen, and, Bob, and, and we were just we were <laughs> trying, trying to recover and go for a, a second round. You just, just hit really the Salisbury right on the stake because John, we haven't we haven't done a show for almost two weeks prior to that. So by the time we we do it, it's like the hot oh. shit from you know summer coming back from vacation. You know you're gonna get some. And you're like, oh, let's go to my base and watch a movie. And, you know, yeah, and and Clark, we were just even, like all over the place. The ejaculation. Was going yes. to happen, and it, and uh, I think mine happened probably like ten minutes into the show. But it was no, but it was great. A lot like, of it's, it's my fault. A lot of it's my fault. And uh, it was a great show. Was just ropes. Real it was such a load to a fucking ropes. <laughs> ropes. Oh my gosh. Rope load like a the first one, you're not one. using tissues. You're actually wasting a polo sweater in that one that costs $90 because it just needs to be done. It's the closest no, it's thing polo. to you. It's a polo That sweater. happened to me once. It was a $90 sweater. It was ruined. It was like beautiful. Whatever's there, whatever's closest, whatever's going to get you away from you. I had a sock covered with ants once uh, next to the bed. That was a, that was a bad cover. When somebody found that one, Maddie was a little uh, staying in the room too much that summer. 
Love you, Fred. But yeah, I feel like the show was great, but we were also like amped up and jazzed up that it just kind of came out uh, and uh, uh, a mishmash of of guess who characters. And we didn't have a schedule. We were just like, yeah, let's get on. We'll do history hour, you know, which we just are like, here, Bob, come up with a really cool topic like on the spot that no one really knows about history class wise. And then right. and then yeah, right. These two kids came on and. Dude, I, I don't know how you even meet these people. I, I always think that they're like your neighbors or they live in like your neighborhood or your building. Craigslist. Tinder. And they were great. They were amazing. So it was almost like they were they yeah, they were perfect. When we interview these people Thanks, like, Bob. It's like towards the end of the interview, we're like, No, I think we need to do like another hour with you. And that, and I'm so happy it worked out that way. And you're so right, Bob and John, because that was blind man's bluff right there. I literally emailed those guys like in the beginning of July and was like, hey, I see you're all over Shark Week. We usually have like Shark Week guests. Do you want to come on the show? And like three days ago, they were like, yeah, we could, we'd be interested. We've never done one before. And I was like, let me send you the info. And maybe this Thursday. And I forgot about it. And then like that day, they were like, so are we doing it tonight? I was like, uh yeah, I think we can. I I <laughs> so I, professionals. They are they are pros, man. They I, just I'm came on. With them. They were great, and it worked out too. I had no idea who they would be. They could have been like product. That's that's all good. That's good to go. You know, it yeah. is what. It is. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it was like a cool product. I thought too. It wasn't like we're selling uh, uh gluten free uh yeah, right. macaroons and and it. Yeah. Seattle, and I'm like and that. If you, okay. if, you if you actually stick your dick into an electrical socket, it will electrocute you, and uh, it will your jism will become electricity. Yeah. I, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but like bottom it line, does though. It does hurt to put your dick. My dick in an electrical socket, so it's true. It's absolutely oh. true. Um, Have you ever peed your pants on an airplane? Hmm? Have you ever peed your pants on an airplane? No, but I am getting to Come the stage to, where the follow-up jiggle takes about an hour. Come close to yes. on an airplane. You barfed on an airplane? Come very close to, to, to doing that, yes. Wait, in the seat, like with a bag? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, like when we're like circling oh for a gosh. landing. I have, uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, I have come pain. extremely oh close to puking my guts all over the place. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever had your Completion on an airplane. Ooh, a double vector. No, Have I couldn't either. Nor I. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Bitch. You're in a public place. I could not do that. Oh, I no, mean, I phys- physically, physically, yes, but it would be a paranoid jism. It would I be could like... do it if you have a blanket. If you have a blanket, well, of mean... course. Yeah, a blanket. Of course. Square, Clark. Don't be such a square. No, I, I, I could do it, but I would be looking around paranoid the whole time. Have you ever gotten to third base on an airplane? Yeah. Oh, well done, yeah, I Clark. Have. I have it. I have. Well uh, done. It was 2,000 fly. Wait, it was fly. a flight from yourself. It was 2,000 flavor. It was from L.A. to New York with, the, with this lass. And it was a Delta flight, and we were in first class, and it was very fairly empty. And she, there, she was, there was a lot of shameless making out most of the time, not even caring. Okay. And then things got a little, a little crazy. It was good. That was my plane, trains, automobiles. Was it a lot of heavy petting? A lot of heavy petting. 
Heavy and poking. I took a cab from the Beverly Hills Hotel to the airport and a flight to JFK and a shuttle to Trenton and train to oh, Pennsylvania. Cool. And my dad picked me up and drove me to my job where my car was left over the weekend and I drove home. It was my plane, trains, automobile story, but there was no problems. It was, I, was, I literally took a plane, train, and three cars to get home that night. Oh. But it was great. Did she like, like, like rub you out a little bit? Yeah, it was a little rubbish. Not to completion, because it was it okay. wasn't that kind of girl, but it, hmm. it was it was good. It was good. Hmm. I wonder if the altitude would affect the ropes. Yes, it would certainly affect the fluctuation of the gravitational pull of the gym. <laughs> By the way, if you are hungry and you want to make Bob a sandwich, John some meatloaf for me a Salisbury steak, you can feed us. But if you're in the mood to chat and get some social media responses, you can tweet us. Stick us or snap us. Yeah, it's going podcast. Does anyone snap us on Snapchat? I don't I don't know the account. I don't really check it. I don't look at it either. I just post something every That's day. That's good. It's mysterious. We should have respond. They should just follow us. Okay. Yeah, I should probably make an effort. But I just feel like we're a podcast, not a Snapchat account. <laughs> right. Bob, are you a Snapchatter? No, I uh, have no idea what to use. I only use Snapchat to modulate my own voice. You know, the only reason that I still use it is during the NBA playoffs uh, on, like, the scores table, the announcer's table, you know, that's, like, at midcourt. Yeah, right. uh, In the middle of the two benches. Yeah, right. They had the Facebook logo, Twitter, to get a toothpick. All right. But you clean out my bowl. You know, trust the process, Nick Foles. Yes. By the way, Bob, I would ped, peg you to be an Eagles player had I not known you because you carry yourself as a Philadelphia champion. Well, I uh, all I want to do is just carry Philadelphia. Uh, I, I think uh, I, I'm from there, and this is the greatest city ever, and I want yes. to beat anyone to death. That yes. the Philadelphia Eagles are not Super Bowl champions. Frangible. If the if the if I go to the Super Bowl next year, can I stay with you in your shed? Absolutely. fucking shit. Really? Can I stay in your? Can you are you serious, a... Clark? Are you serious? Yeah, Dude, I'm serious. Oh I think if, I'll if give you the master there. suite upstairs. Oh no, no, upstairs. no! But I feel like that would be such a great experience if you, John, and 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 I were there oh at gosh. the Super Bowl. And, you know, I bought tickets and and. I, you know, I come out there. Sure Heather would let me do whatever I wanted if the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and they were in Atlanta. Like, she's there's like no way I would be denied that. She's but a le- agreeable woman. But here's why I ask. Logistically speaking, I don't know if I could wait Jeez. to know if the Eagles went to the Super Bowl to book the tickets. I'd have to do it ahead of time. So is this like a commitment of just the Eagles go, or are we just doing a Super Bowl thing? Uh, let's let let's do the Eagles because here's here's my thought too. And you think they're going to go? You're confident, man. I'm really glad you brought this up because I am going to buy probably about six to eight Super Bowl tickets oh on God. the newsfeed sections, you know, at the yeah, stadium, right. just to just yeah, to right. have it out. Oh my gosh! And and and, yeah, and right. get that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my gosh! And it's and like you an guys, guys obviously, you guys will have the first pick of the litter. On my my stupid ass Super Bowl tickets, you know. For, All right. You know, 
first round. You know, maybe we can get better. Let's you know, go, maybe, baby. Maybe Bobby uh, can uh, can get some better stuff. Oh no, yeah. man! Yeah. Great. Bob, I'm fucking thinking, back. Time frame wise, I'm gonna have all this wedding money to burn. I'm not gonna put it towards anything responsible, so I'm just gonna buy some shit. Oh, no, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yes. Spend it all in one weekend. Dick salt, that right? Best dick salt. That's the best intel I can give you. There you go. Spend it all on you. Carson Wentz being Super Bowl MVP. Blow it. Yeah, sports gambling, gambling podcast. Blow it. Yeah. Mm. By the way, if you guys watch, you guys watch Sean Green, our friend of the show. He's been on the show twice. He does a sports gambling podcast. Yeah. It's more like a TV show now. Like he's trying to do like the ESPN thing, and he's doing really well. Yeah, it's like but Conan, but with like sports. It's funny. He's a comedian, right? I, you just nailed it. It's really good, Bob. I'll send you the link. But he's a yeah, huge Eagles fan, right. and he really believes the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl this year, as as do we all. I I but, I, uh, I really believe it as well, and in fact, I'll uh, I'll pay both of you one hundred dollars if they don't. But don't you injury, be- barring important but, injuries? No. But don't you believe it though? I'm not saying because we're fans, we're just saying it because we're like, no, the fuck no, going the fight or not. not. Like, will, I know the Phillies aren't going to the World Series this year, but I'm still no, a fan. The Braves are way too dangerous. The Braves are way too dangerous. They're way too dangerous. But but I believe the Eagles are going to do it. And if the Eagles don't go again. I'm still going to be happy because we have fun. Dude, the Eagles go to the Super Bowl again. I'm paying you guys both $100 if they don't. You better just put that money towards some nice ham sandwiches and smack bottoms. because we're going to have a boys' night out in Atlanta, that town. Hot Atlanta, motherfucker. Woo! Woo! Where's Tupac at? It's going to be great. <laughs> Dude, I and, and I cannot wait to have we'll you guys you. here for the Super Bowl. Oh, we'll we're going to see you here for the <laughs> Super Bowl. We'll get we'll get Maddie Petties in the morning. I mean, I mean, we'll watch the game, make sandwiches, oh, drink beer. Yeah, you know what? I think I think last, last year, last year, we all watched the game at home alone. So this year, we will watch it as one and record it. And it's so you're not allowed. You're not allowed to bring a desktop into the stadium. Train. Yeah. For some reason, we, we're, we I mean, obviously we record a podcast on our cell phones with the technology, but I bring in like a desktop to the stadium, like a dad. Let's like, go, baby! Like, no, wait, I need a power outlet, please. I need a surge oh, protection. The, the way the Super Bowl went down, I, I would not have wanted it to go any other way. I love you guys. I, yeah. I, uh, from the gentleman in charge of wearing an embroidered green Philadelphia 1993 Eagles cap. To the man in charge of taking a cap and trying to stitch it in broidery green and hurting his finger and getting 17 stitches at Rosanna Medical Center, I am Matthew Clark. That was a long, bitchful one. Thank you for listening, and good night, everybody. Trust the process. Godspeed.